Hey there, my name's Sim. I'm the chief author of UnstoppableRise.com, a site that teaches motivated individuals how to achieve success in their everyday lives and how to go about the modern day world so they can rise to the upper echelons of everything they want to achieve in life. Today, we're going to be talking about the mindset of how perfection is the enemy of the good and why done is better than perfect. This is going to be a loose reading of an article that I published for the website. And in general, it's just something that everybody needs to know and everybody needs to understand if they want to achieve any sort of lasting success and happiness in their lives. So to start off, in our culture, there is an overemphasis on getting it right the first time. Then if it isn't necessarily right, we focus on getting it perfect before we quote-unquote ship it. In my opinion, this is a misguided mindset. Why is that? Why do I think so? It's because I know that done is better than perfect and that perfection is the enemy of the good. So what exactly does that mean and what implications does that have for your life? Well, this takes me to what I call the misty-eyed myth of arriving. So everyone has a destination that they see themselves reaching in their mind's eye. It doesn't have to be a physical destination. It's usually some intangible, idealistic utopia where, you know, things just one day make sense. Making sense, what does that mean? I'll get girls when I get the perfect body. I'll stop isolating myself in my room when I can get over my social anxiety. I'll stop taking drugs when I feel depressed. I'll save money when I get the good job. And of course, I'll take action when I read the book or when I watch the video or when I take the course. So this will all happen, you know, someday. Not only will it happen someday, but it will happen when the effect comes before the cause. So if you're going to say, I'll get girls when I get the perfect body. Well, why can't you get girls right now? Are you not are you not good enough? Or I'll stop taking drugs and drinking when I stop feeling depressed. Well, you're not going to stop feeling depressed unless you stop doing self-destructive things to your body because being depressed is a neurochemical imbalance and obviously taking drugs and drinking alcohol is helping none of that. So you can't misplace the effect for the cause, but that's what a lot of people do nowadays. So this misty-eyed myth of arriving, it's some imaginary endpoint where you'll have all the data, all the knowledge, and all the stars will align in a cosmic display of divine intervention just for you. Just for you. Can you imagine that? They're all lining up just for you. And of course, you drift off into fantasy, think about the possibilities while your real life falls apart and turns into a giant ball of shit. So I want to tell you that there is no end point. There is no pot of gold. There is no, you get to this point, you reach the top. There is no, there is no mountaintop. There is no buxom, perfect 10 out of 10 girl waiting for you at the other side of the rainbow there is no perfect nirvana that you will enter when you accomplished whatever task you have to do. 
There is no magical point where everything will just be okay. You don't pass go. You don't collect 200. All that awaits for you at the end is death. And, of course, taxes. So knowing this reality, knowing this unfortunate travesty, what do we do? How do we make the most of what we have now and stop falling for the trap of someday? Well, you have to embrace the optimization mindset over that of perfection. So if you're like a lot of people, you've fallen for the bullshit that you need to achieve existential perfection to ever be worthy of anything. And it's a big fat lie. See, I've touched on this mindset of perfectionism and how it differs from the mindset of optimization. I, I talked about that in the article on just starting an activity, just starting an, an endeavor, even though you may not have all the pieces together. And this is one of my foundation philosophies, and it's why I believe done is better than perfect. To be honest, it's why I've accomplished anything in my life so far after I've finished school, and it's why the re- it's it's the reason why a lot of people will accomplish anything because you're not going to have all the pieces in place before you start. And this is also why I embrace the Kaizen methodology, and it's why you should too. So beyond that, what is the mindset of perfectionism versus optimization? Perfectionism says you need to be the best on the first try. You need to know how to write the perfect essay on the first try. You need to know how to shoot three-pointers on the first try. You need to know how to do X well and execute it well, or else you're a big, fat failure. You just don't have the talent. You just don't have the, quote-unquote, natural ability. The perfection mentality is predicated on the statement of, if you suck, you deserve to be embarrassed and exiled from society. This perfectionism mindset is the mainstream mindset. It's what everyone believes. It's the one that's easily digestible. It's the one that creates anxiety. It creates feelings of worthlessness. It makes people feel as if they have nothing to contribute. But the optimization mindset, in contrast, is a moving target. There is no fixed aim. The goal is simple. Be better today than you were yesterday. So do you have to lift 315 pounds? Do you have to be a super suave guy? Do you have to have 10 grand in the bank? Do you have to have instant success? Do you have to be <laughs> Do you have to be a 20-something year old millionaire? No. All you need to do is seek and pursue mastery and self-improvement. That's one. And then two, you just ship the damn product, so to speak. That's the second part. That's it. It's simple. It's easy. You don't need to be the best. You don't need to stunt on other people. You just show what you got. And if it's not good, then you improve from there. Optimization is how we learn. When you were a kid trying to walk over and over, you fell down, got back up again, and you did this over and over and over and over until you learned how to walk. But I'll venture to entertain this thought. What if you didn't? What if you just said, you know, this stuff's, uh, walking stuff's a waste of time. I'll just wait till I'm older. You know, it's, it's not worth the embarrassment. And of course, you'd never learn how to walk. And if you never learn how to walk, you would never learn how to run. And you never learn how to run. Well, you sort of get where I'm going with this. You just essentially be uh, an overgrown infant dragging his ass on the floor. And that's not cute. Being a... 
20-something-year-old man <laughs> who doesn't know how to walk and he's just scooting on the floor. You know, that that's not that's not kosher. That's not right. But metaphorically, that's what happens to millions of people on a consistent basis. They never get the mindset that perfection is the enemy of progress, and so they never learn how to walk. They never ask out that girl. They never step foot in the gym. They never save up for that trip. They never start. And because they never start, they never finish. Because they never finish, they never accomplish anything. Their life just gets worse and worse and worse and even more worse. And when you get to that point, it's just a bunch of chaos. And of course, if you never fail, you will never succeed. So I want to add a corollary to this of why people don't embrace the done is better than the perfect mindset. And I'll say that we live in a world where people constantly put their perfect, perfect, perfect lives on display. It's incredibly easy to make it seem as if you're an overnight success and nothing bad ever happens to you. That person who looks stunning on social media actually took over 100 selfies to get that quote-unquote, I woke up like this look. If you, if you go on somebody's phone like some of these girls' phones and you look through their uh, camera reel, you'll just see selfie after selfie after selfie after selfie. And it's just like, it, it's like someone, it's like a mad person trying to take a picture. It, it's pretty funny. The other thing is there's another person who rearranged their food constantly to make it look oh so appetizing. You, all, you ever see those quote unquote food porn um, images on Instagram or social media? Obviously food is food. It's something you eat and something that nourishes your body. It's not supposed to necessarily look like it's aesthetic, you know, but people arrange them, they brighten up the colors, they bump up the contrast, and they there's a whole art to food photography. And when it's done well, it looks really cool, but at the same time, you know, you get to a point of vanity and showing off. And of course, the other one corollarily is having a relationship that's falling apart this behind the scenes, despite evidence to the contrary. So obviously you have those people who look so, oh so in love and then they break up like a month later and you're like, what the hell happened? And it turns out they were just posing for, for the camera. So in general, we as a society are being trained to get our validation from social media instead of feedback from real life. Now, what does this do to a human being over the long run? It saps away their ambition, it saps away their motivation, and it makes them chase intangible dust in the wind instead of focusing on what really matters. The time you spent focusing on perfection could have easily been spent on achieving mastery. There's only so much time to waste, and you don't have much to begin with. You don't want to close out your life with massive regrets. But don't take this as an excuse to half-ass things. You still need to try. But in doing your best, be prepared to fail. And in failing and falling, you will rise and rise and rise and rise ever higher. But that's how progress is made, guys. It's not by it's not made by sitting back and just formulating constantly and constantly making plants endlessly spinning in circles like a fucking Looney Tune. You have to go out there and get knocked on your ass a bit. But you try and fail, ensuring you never fail to try. So for some people, this mindset is very uncomfortable. They've been trained all their life to chase after perfection and chase after looking good in the eyes of other people. And when they get to the point where they can't achieve something, they just give it up in favor of the easy route. So 
This mindset is not easy for everyone to embrace. Some people have an easier time of embracing this than others, but I have three key pieces of advice that may help you if you want to embrace optimization and done is better than perfect, the mindset. So the first is you need to make a module for how you're going to grow. And when I say a module, you need a plan of action. You need you need how you're going to attack this thing. You need how you're going to pursue a course of action. It needs steps. It needs gradations. It needs level of progression to every step. So one thing you can start off with is figuring out a theme for the month. So for example, in the month of January, you may focus on meditating five minutes a day, just, just five minutes a day, so you can establish it as a habit. Then in February, you may focus on reading a couple pages of a good book. And when, of course, you've added those habits, you can increase on them. So maybe in February, instead of meditating for five minutes a day, you meditate for 10 minutes a day, and you keep that on in your habit stack. And then while you're reading the books, you start to bump that up to 10 pages a day, 20 pages a day, maybe an hour a day. And then that becomes a habit in the month of March or April. And then by the time the year is over, you'll find you'll have so many good habits and essentially you're acting in a different way. So you tweak this over time. It's not something that you're just instantly good at. And then you just go from there. You take things off and you put things on as as necessary. So you monitor it and you optimize it as it needs to be. So the second part of this is starting with the smallest parts. And in order to prevent friction and unnecessary strain, you need to start with amounts that are small enough to begin with. When you go in the gym, you don't start lifting the heaviest weights. It's, it, it, it makes no sense. You're not going to make any progress that way, and you're more likely to get hurt than not. You start very slowly, and then you work your way up. Um, you're better off starting with an underwhelming amount than you are with an overwhelming amount. Even if you can bench press, let's say, 225 pounds, you start off with 160 pounds, and then you go from there. It should feel incredibly easy at the beginning. It should only start getting harder as you start as your skills start to progress, and you start to get deeper and deeper into the, into the, the skills and what, what is required in them. So, for example, another example is if you're new to saving money, you're automatically not going to become a damn monk and start living on 15% of your overall salary, okay? You need to start small enough and just gradually increase it. So if you spend all you earn and then some, focus on how you can start living on 99% of your salary. The next month, I'll lower it to 98 and so on. And then soon after, you'll find that your debts are decreasing dramatically while your savings are increasing at a similar rate. That way, you just avoid the, the unnecessary amounts of pain and friction that comes with just adapting a new lifestyle change, no matter how small it is. And the third is what I call systematic desensitization. So if you've never swam before, you can jump into a pool of water and you might be able to swim. But you can also drown, and then it ends up being game over for you. And if you've never swam before, you don't know which one you are. You might make it at the deep end of the pool, or you might not. So 
to compensate for the ability of swimming, why don't you just start off on the easier parts and then you f- systematically focus on optimizing it? And you do it every day and every day and every day and your body gets used to it. This is similar to the first two, except you focus on shedding your old personality until you've experienced a completely new paradigm shift. That's exactly what it takes to overcome something like social anxiety that a lot of people have. You systematically place or keep placing yourself in public situations until it's no longer a problem. It may take longer than you expect. It may take longer than you want, but over time you'll find yourself adopting a less anxious mindset when it comes to that. So the final piece I want to close off with is just allowing yourself to fail. The biggest part of putting this all together is just allowing yourself to fail. So you're young, relatively speaking, and that means you have the capacity to take risks. Most of you reading this and most of you listening to this are at the age where you can go and fuck around in Southeast Asia for a couple months to a year with little penalty. You can go and spend money and do all this other crazy shit and, you know, short of death, you know, there's not really much you can do that will mess you up. If you're 24 years old, the the cost to you for messing up is very, very low than it would be for someone who is 44. And with this, you can go and do other things like travel to Europe. You can go to another state for a relationship and have that relationship go south and move back in with your parents. Or you can start a business, have it go belly up and decide to continue until you're dead broke and need to find another job. I experimented with creating businesses and just entrepreneurial pursuits. And that was very helpful at a younger age because I had the launching pad to do so and I had the time to do so and it ended up paying off for me, which was great. And of course, you can always screw around and find yourself and follow your passion, whatever the fuck that means. But in general, I just want to say there's very little cost to failure when you have no kids, no mortgage to pay for, and no real reputation or ego to protect. So just take this time to figure out how you're going to expand and how you're going to just set yourself up for, you know, great stories you want to tell later on that you want to tell to your friends, your kids, your grandkids, if you ever have any. And you just want to make it so that you're on the track to living a life worth living instead of someone who's just sitting back and said, oh man, I wish I did this when I had the chance, you know. And if you waste this time, you'll look back in 20 years and you'll kick yourself for being an idiot. So the other people who sit back and say, you know, that's too risky or I can't do that because of X, Y, and Z and they're your age, you know, a lot of them are bullshitters. A lot of them are just spectators on the sidelines of life. People are too afraid to get in the game. And if you want to win, you You've got to you've got to get in the game. You know, you can't just sit around and just hope to get all the prizes when you're just up in the stands. No, you've got to be out there. You've got to be in the arena. That's why I say in this one article I had, I mentioned Theodore Roosevelt's The Man in the Arena speech. And if you're not familiar with that, go look it up. You know, he's talking exactly about what you need to do if you want to live a successful life and if you want to, quote unquote, win. So 
failing intelligently, trying and embracing done is better than perfect is how you end the game. That's how you achieve whatever it is you want to achieve. Even if you don't make it 100%, at least you tried and at least you have some memories and at least you have some emotional content to say, you know, I tried this, it messed up. What do I have to do next time so it doesn't happen again? And then you have that experience under your belt. And that's a lot better than just reading from a textbook and sitting back wondering what if, doing the same old shit, wondering what could have happened if you actually had some courage and you had some initiative. So that's about it. And I want to thank you for listening to this. I hope it gave you some value. I hope you got some great information from it, and I hope you apply it to your life. So I would like to thank you once again, and I hope you have a blessed day, blessed week, blessed hour, wherever you are, and that you're able to keep pursuing the life of your dreams. Take care. Bye.